Well, good morning, everyone. This is Andy Hawkins and Susan Harrison enjoying this sunny morning. It's beautiful. We postponed this trip because of that. We're yes, going we off did. the eye today, yeah. and it's a beautiful day. We're being rewarded, and we wanted to give you a few little hints. Uh, what, what direction are we turning, Susan, when I, we leave my yard? And I believe it's left. We're turning left. Is anybody surprised at that? <laughs> We're turning left, which means, mm, could it be? Is there water in our future? I'm sh- other than the ponds we're going to fry? We're going to see some big water today. Big water. Big water we're going today. to see big water today. Could be an island, but mm. not the Isle of Palms. No. 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 I like Isle of Palms, but we're not going there. No, we're not going there. And we're not going to Edisto either, are we? No. No, Edisto. You just have to think. Left, maybe an island. Mm. Hmm. Stay tuned to WKDK AM 1240 and you'll find out where we're going off the eye to explore the back roads of South Carolina. Well, welcome in everyone. This is Andy and uh, I'm sitting here with Susan in the car and we are looking at a most bucolic setting. This is not our destination, but it is an example of what we want to talk about first about taking trips off the eye. Mm -hmm. It's about spontaneity. Yes, spontaneity. And stopping. So describe this situation that we are, well, this beautiful place we are in Somerville, South Carolina, I might add. As we see a C-47 beginning to land straight ahead there, we also see a brick silo, which one does not see that often anymore. Right. Amid beautiful, beautiful beef cattle, which are joining us for our interview here as we speak. We're hoping for a a comment from them at some point during during this. They have ventured close to us wondering, why are these ladies here? Right. But we're here because this is our journey off the eye. Right. And we wanted to talk about the idea of stopping along the way because when we left this morning, when we turned left out of... McNary Street, we headed, we went through Batesburg, Leesville, and we saw something right out. It's about noticing the journey, not just the destination. Oh, yes. If, if, if all you think about is the destination, you miss the best parts you of miss, the journey. The you journey really is truly all important. Do, yeah. Now, are we talking about... Uh, right outside of Batesburg, Leesville, wasn't there a... Uh, Yes, there was a Kathy's Bar and Grill. It was in the suburbs of Batesburg-Leesville, and it looked like a fine establishment just before we turned onto 178. And that comes to one of the rules of travel off the eye. Always make notes about where to come back to. Correct? Absolutely, because we're going to bring Woody and Mike. Yes, right. These bar grill. They don't know it yet, but we will. <laughs> when they hear this, they will know it. They that. certainly will. Then we saw a beautiful old store, also at the intersection of US 178 and South Carolina Three, because we got out to take pictures of that yes, store. Yes, we did. Remember? Right. And this was a great big old. I mean, this was a big, almost barn-like building, two stories. It was like a mall of a country store. Yes, yes. And you just wish you knew the story, and you'd like to be able to go back and find that. It's it's got no trespassing signs, so we were good. We didn't trespass. No, we did not. But but it was tempting. It was tempting. So this was on our way now. Down, down. We went on, kept on going down, and we mentioned that we were going to... 
Mm, an island. We did mention island, didn't we? Early this morning, before the humidity got bad. Right, but we had to go to the humidor corridor. The humidor corridor, that's our new name. <laughs> it started, uh, the humidor corridor was really evident about 10.30 this morning. That's right. We so left at 8 at 10.30. We were still on the way. Below Orangeburg. We'd been through Orangeburg by that yes, time. Yes, we had. And we were good. in the flat low country. Mm-hmm. And we right. found that Bamberg was a really charming town. Yes, we did. We do not recommend Norway, however. Norway was a little bit stark. Yes, right. Yeah. It well, was... the country is stark. True. So True. maybe it reflected the country. It could. Well, I love the way you described Bamberg. A community of front porches. Yes. Yes. So again, a principle of travel off the eye is that's a place we'd like to come back to. Mm -hmm. So keep, it's a rolling list. You'll never finish no, these trips. No, 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 you can't. Who would ever think we'd find a DJ sign on the side of the road? <laughs> really? Big DJ. And we'll post that. With musical the... notes, remember? That's right. We must we'll post send that. that to the web for we, you. We must post that. Right. And uh, there was one other sign that I just loved, and this was at our lunch break, which we'll get into a little bit later. But there was a sign on James Island next to a restaurant called a roadside seafood restaurant that said the best fish in the world and not a lot of bones. There you go. There you go. So that's where we ended up, Susan. That was I know. I just yeah, gave it away. You gave it, it away. The, oh, cows don't look at me like that. Look at the cows. They're looking accusatory of us. Look at that. They're going to point those horns. Sorry. And by the way, these are longhorn cattle. Oh, you're right. They are. Oh, my. And one's getting closer. Thank the fence is electric, right? It is but electric. we didn't tell them where on James Island. No, we didn't. But... You know, with every trip, we always talk about how important the uh, the food is, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. And so it took it took us three and a half, almost four hours, because we hit some traffic to yes. get down mm -hmm. to James Island, and or as I I used to call it growing up, Jim Island. Oh, I like that. I didn't know. Yeah, that. Jim Island. Jim That's Island. Jim Island is what we used to call it. Yeah. And we, it was about. It was time for lunch. It was time for lunch, yeah. Always research. We always recommend that. Mm -hmm. Always look for things that are local. Yep. And we were at practically at Folly, Folly Beach. We were like four miles away from Folly, Folly Beach. Beach. So we had to eat seafood, didn't we? We absolutely did. And you picked a winner, let me tell mm. you. It was a winner. Mm -mm -mm -mm. It was gorgeous. It was your typical little seafood restaurant. I know right. that you noticed the... Uh, plastic on the tables, on yes, the tablecloth. Yes, the tablecloths had plastic over them because you know how seafood is. That's true, and I believe I sent a picture to my niece, who recently graduated from MUSC's dental school. She recognized it right away. Yes, the so, name was Roadside Seafood. She said she was homesick for Roadside Seafood. And that's on Folly Beach Road. Right, Folly Beach Road. Heading, heading out. 807, that's a motorcycle that just went by and scared the poor little cow step. 807 Folly Road, if you're interested in the address. Wonderful place to eat. We were seated next to a, a priest and his collar. We had on our table a condiment box made out of a Bud Light crate. I condiment, believe. people. Condiment. condiment. Ketchup, mustard. <laughs> we didn't have to ask for cocktail sauce, I Yeah, believe. we did, yeah. And it was just fantastic food. Right. Uh, I had the flounder basket. I think you had the shrimp. Shrimp basket. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was fantastic. Another reason the journey is important, not the destination. There you go. But I think at this point... We might want to talk a little bit about the destination. 
Well, now we're gonna give some more clues here. I I think let's just spill let's the just beans. Say spill it. the beans. Okay, we visited the McLeod plantation. plantation on James Island. Right, and. It's Which only been what? open for a short time, 2015, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yes, it has only been a while. Yeah. Uh -huh. One of the things that attracted us to it, and this is another one of those things we do recommend that you take a look at the um, Only in South Carolina website, and because it recommends these kind of trips that, like I say, are, you have a destination, but you enjoy it along the way, as we've mentioned, with... Uh, places to take pictures, things to see, the disappearing south. So many of our pictures oh, so look like pictures. the disappearing uh, south. The old story. Right, but um, the the McLeod Plantation was once 1,700 acres. 1,700. Now, what did you say? 37, I think. I think 37 yeah. acres now. Mm -hmm. And it has an interesting past in that the, the McLeod family, which came there in 1850, I believe. 1850, yes. Yeah. The right. McLeod family owned it until 1990. 1990. And the last McLeod died and willed it to actually the Charleston, Charleston Foundation. Foundation. Yeah. yeah the, so they had it for a while and it's been passed around. We won't go into all of that, but it's been passed around and it's actually now run by the Charleston County uh, Park, Park system. system. Right. Right, and so. they do a they do a fantastic job. They truly do. Uh, they tell you about the architectural history of the home, how it's been changed, mm -hmm. how they uh, kind of Hollywoodized it in mm -hmm. the 1920s. Right, with the you know the usual columns that one thinks about when one thinks of Gone with the Wind and Twelve Oaks and mm -hmm. Terra, that type of thing. What do we call that? the The house was terrorization. Terrorization, yeah, it was terrorized as far mm -hmm. as I'm concerned. Well, it truly was, yeah. and and they showed us this bell up in the McLeod Oak tree, I believe right. that they called it, and they said, of course, that the last surviving McLeod said that was the bell used to signal on the plantation during the Civil War era. But one day the sun happened to be shining on the bell just right because it's about 50 feet in the air, mm -hmm. and they could see the date on there was. 1926, I think. Yeah, it was in the 20s. So, so, of course, that's part of the South, too. We love our stories. Right. But now we do know the truth about the bell. Yeah, that was interesting because these were sci these were both scientific kind of historical people that really did depend a lot on not just telling stories, but not confirming once, not confirming twice, but con confirming three times. Yeah, and finding that evidence. Finding, finding that, evidence, that evidence. That kind of find thing. It. But it was really a, a nice tour. I'm glad that we went. I'm glad that we spent time there. And you really should learn about your state, folks. Yeah. Go and visit the yeah. McLeod Plantation, please. Well, but enjoy the journey. Right. Well, we might want to take a little break here. Um, and by the way, that's another airplane going over. We're in Somerville. Oh, so, that's a big one. And we thought we pulled off on a side road where it would be quiet, Susan. And oh, that's a low flying C forty seven. That's C47. a low five C forty seven. We have the plane here, and then we have the crow looking at us right here. There you go. Along with four. Cows. We've seen a lot of juxtaposition of old, new, and modern, and old. I mean, just just really interesting juxtapositions yeah. in the last little bit. The handheld so, pump and the fire hydrant. There you go, right. all in one place. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk some more about our destination, but then also about rules of the road and right. th interesting things to do along the way and f taking a just a turn 
We had no idea where it went in finding these cows in that beautiful brick silo. Oh, I wish we could show it to them on the radio. Oh, no. Welcome back, everyone. This is Andy Hawkins here with Susan Harrison, and we are talking about our trip down to James Island, or as I explained to Susan when I was growing up in Charleston, we called it Jim Island. Jim Island. Jim Island. Jim Island. And we went to the McLeod Plantation, which, of course, has... You know, we we should see if our, our ex-representative, Walt McLeod, our retired representative, oh. has any connection to that. And we don't know because we didn't have a chance to talk with him about this. Walt, if you're listening, please let us know. Please let us know because we were very interested in this. We understand the original McLeod that came um, and actually bought the plantation area because it had started in the 1700s, was actually a spot mm-hmm. where they had some things during the Revolutionary War. Right. And it was used mostly at that point just to to uh, plant different things, and they were known for Sea Island cotton and beef. And beef, enough. beef was the original, right. and then switched to Sea Island cotton. Right when, during the age of the Cotton Kingdom. But I think it's right. important to mention that in 1720, this was part of the St. Andrews Parish, right? As the state was was divided at that point, mm-hmm. and in that census, there were 215 whites on James Island. Right. 200, excuse me, 2,500 slaves on the island at that time. A lot of culture there. Yes. And one of the reasons that we chose to go to McLeod was that it it is actually on the national tour of Gullah Geechee sites. Yes, yes it is. Which comes North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida. Yes. And uh, it is one of those things because they actually have in this site uh, some information about um, what it was like to be a slave and uh, exactly. or, or an, they kept saying enslaved persons. Yes, they did. They did. Yeah, rather than calling them slaves. Yeah. So we, we don't know what that distinction was, but we will honor it. And um, they have five of the houses, and there used to be some over 20. Yes, uh, many of those were had been destroyed, you been know, destroyed. particularly during the time uh, Reconstruction right after that, the Freedmen's Bureau, that type of thing. A lot of it had been destroyed, so there aren't many that do survive, but they're well worth the visit. Yes, they really are. Yeah. One of the things, I was going to say, point out some things maybe that you learned since you're the history teacher here. from because we actually we got there we walked around we got to walk down to the Wapu not yeah, the Wapu the, the um, Wahoo River right we the, got the to river. walk there we got to see uh, exactly where I think they termed it this was the navigation point for James Island to Charleston right this is the into that yeah right and and I do have to give some props because connections are so important here but uh, my goddaughter Margaret is married to a park ranger. John Wells, and it was John who gave us the name mm-hmm. of the young man who is in charge of the McLeod Plantation, who was absolutely wonderful today. Yes, he Ashley was. was wonderful. And she was our tour guide. She was a tour guide, absolutely fantastic. The house monitor, the house Paul. guide, Paul. Oh, he's great. Yes, he was great. So. And we ran into some visitors from Boston. Yes, we did. And we had a long conversation with. They were absolutely delightful. They were, and one of them was delightful to look at and had beautiful eyes um, and a lovely accent. We're talking <laughs> we're talking Gregory Peck eyes here, ladies and gentlemen. But I guess we should move forward here. Yes, we I suppose we should, we should move forward. But I, I did not know until we toured this plantation that 
beef production was so right. important right. Uh -huh. to that part of James Island. I think it's quite fitting that as we record this, there are six beef cattle watching. I yes. don't know if they're listening, but they're watching. <laughs> yeah, they're, they are watching. They're yeah. watching us. Right. So that's, that's a symmetry that is nice. It, it truly it is. It's very, very nice. And it's part of this gorgeous state if you just journey through it. Seriously, get off the even the main country roads. We just turned down. I, I said, we've got to find a place where we can record him. Bowser, here we are. You On know. 9th Street in Somerville, if y'all want to come and find this particular bucolic place. Yes, it yeah. is. But, so but, you were surprised by that. I you really was. I did that. not know that. I really didn't. I was a little bit surprised that we didn't hear a little more about the rice cultivation before right. the cotton. Right. But I was really impressed with the cotton gin that they did have. It wasn't mm -hmm. originally from this plantation, I understand. Right. I, it was from a plantation on Wadmalaw Island, yes, I believe. Yes, not and, too far. Right, because it was a nice lady in the gift area, which is where this was displayed. But I thought it was interesting. I did not know that that there had to be a specific kind of machine that worked with Sea Island, which yes. is a long strand, mm -hmm. long fiber cotton that uh, I didn't know you had to have a special machine, that you couldn't use just the one off the shelf, yes, so to speak. Because the fiber was so much different than what we would see from what had been previously planted. The short cotton, yeah. Right. In fact, there are those historians who would argue that Eli Whitney's cotton gin wouldn't have made such a big splash mm. if Sea Island cotton hadn't come along. Mm, and there are mm. those who disagree with that as well. Again, it's an interpretation of history. Right, right. But but you were talking about rules of the road, and I, I think we were very prepared this morning, weren't we? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We were. We, we had were. our bug spray. Yes, we did call it big spray when we put it on the, uh, uh, you know, the Facebook. Facebook. But that's because you wanted to say big bug spray. I did, and big and bugs. It wasn't as country. bad as some people's problem <laughs> yes, <laughs> with typing on the internet. Oh, we better I didn't go. make up a new we, word. We not go there. <laughs> I did not make up a new word for that. It was just, it should have been big bug spray. Right. Okay. <laughs> we had a big supply of water. Right, we did. Mm -hmm. We did. And since you had Andy, us a, a biscuit this morning. I did. I forgot about that. I brought us some breakfast this morning. And when Andy told me that we were going to uh, eat supper, perhaps, at an Italian restaurant, I grabbed my Alka-Seltzer and acids just <laughs> in case. And Andy laughed at me that fast. It's sometimes but important. We, we haven't gotten home yet, so <laughs> we, may still, we want. may still want to do that. So those are some of the rules, the idea that, again, we're emphasizing this trip, I think, more than anything, although we truly enjoyed being there. Oh, and yes. I want to go back to one thing maybe that possibly I didn't really realize, you know, mm -hmm. about that we talked about something you were surprised about, the beef cattle thing. When they, they, they really laid out what it was like for a slave. Oh, yes. A there, there was a slave that he had. Um, there was a, a a male slave who ten of them escaped from the plantation right at the eve of the war. Now, right after you fired on Fort Sumter. Right. That was after April 13th, let's say. And, and we need to remember now that, these, that the federal troops landed on what is now Folly, Folly Beach. Beach. And the slaves found out and they decided to run mm -hmm. toward them and, and so they could be freed. Right. And uh, she picked out one slave, the girl that was telling us. Yes, this, she did. And which I think is a wonderful thing about storytelling and like that. You can't tell everybody's story, so tell one person's story one that then becomes representative. Mm -hmm. He made it through. Yes. 
And he actually was allowed to join the federal forces, Mm -hmm. but now he could only be, uh, he couldn't, because slaves were not considered citizens Citizens. at this point in time, he was given a job. He would do anything to help the Union, so he worked Mm -hmm. with that. And then they were he, considered contraband. Contraband, right. Until the Emancipation Proclamation And after that, after that, then he became, actually joined the Marines. Mm. Yes, he did. And became one of the first Marines, actually came back, lived through the war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there has to be a dog barking on anything we do with Susan, right? Know, do y'all hear this? Mind, but he's pretty, pretty. Yeah, he's a pretty dog. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I've never seen it. Yeah, well, I have. <laughs> That's another thing. But he comes back. He then he's given the the Freedmen's Group is there. That the law that says that they the, that they sign a Sherman's law. Sherman's that he tried law, to enact forty acres tried in the 40 field acres, order. Field right. order fifteen. Field order fifteen. And they were trying to do that with them. I didn't realize how quickly right after that Lincoln's killed eighteen sixty five. And then John, Johnson comes president in, Johnson, comes Johnson, in vice president. and he actually reneged on, I he mean, he, neg- he, he negated that. Yep. He did what another president's been doing, like signing against the thing that got signed into law. Andy, I told you we need to stay away from politics on our show, <laughs> <laughs> but you're absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah, he did. He signed yeah. it off. And, uh, and there these, these slaves are, this man's gone off, fought very bravely, gotten through. <laughs> fought for the northern side, comes back, comes back to his plantation, to his mm-hmm. people, lives in those same slave houses. Yep. Calling it his own ca- Calling it his own now and owning some land, and then before you know it, it's turned around again. Yep. Very quickly. That, I didn't, that, that progression was just heart-rending mm-hmm. to hear it. It really was. So that, that was something that was... Um, I learned, I think, in, in that. Uh, it, yeah. it, or put it into perspective. I guess I knew bits and pieces of it. So. She did a very good job of that. I yeah. did too. Well, now you learned a lot of things about the house, though. That it, you the said. house was really, really. Uh, Paul, who was uh, inside of the house, right. explaining to us how that you could tell whether glass was old or not. Doesn't have anything to do with the glass itself, but the casements that the glass is in. And I let him explain that to y'all because I certainly can't do it over the radio without something. Right. It know. was a visual thing. Had yeah. something to do with the the shape of the wood that hold the mullion I the think mu- it's yes, the mullion exactly okay. that's it but for those people who remember the movie Glory I think we do need to mention the 54th and 55th oh, yeah. Massachusetts which uh, actually was stationed on this plantation right in that little area absolutely mm-hmm. uh, and I think we should mention a surgeon a United States surgeon and I think his name was Dr. Wilder and he remembered that they used the drawing room of this plantation as an operating room for those soldiers of the 54th and 55th that had been hit. And those that didn't survive were buried right there on Folly Road near the firehouse, where the firehouse stands today. Right, yeah. And by the way, we did get to see part of the old cemetery when we walked to the river. Remember yes, we that? did, yes. No uh-huh. stones, of course. Right, but, but it was a cemetery area because yeah. back then they didn't put stones for no. for people of color. So. No. 
Um, or very seldom did they do that. And so. they didn't last. Those no, they didn't. But it's, it's well worth a trip. Yes, it is. It really is. It's right on the way to Folly Beach, and there's a million wonderful places to eat, which one of them, of course, we, we enjoy. Red seafood. Yes, that no was No bones. Great. No bones, Fish. that's right. And so after we left, we uh, decided to head on up to Somerville, which is where we are now. And I think we need to do a little uh, restaurant review on the red pepper. Oh, the red pepper. Oh, y'all. <laughs> Andy kept talking about this Italian restaurant, and I kept thinking, this must be really good. I had no idea how good this Italian restaurant was going to be. If you come to Somerville, please eat at the Red Pepper. Excellent food. Oh, my goodness. Oh, just, oh, we're not going to need those Alka-Seltzers. I don't think that food was just wonderful. <laughs> it was just awesome, yeah. Absolutely. And, and it is um, very much an authentic Yes. We had our carpaccio, which is something that's tough to do correctly. I actually even had octopus. You were a little more daring. I was a little more. I, I, I had, had the, the special. Had you had the, the beef, beef one. You had the beef fantastic. carpaccio. And the bread was so good. Oh, the focaccio. Oh, mm -mm. It was just fantastic. So, local restaurant mm -hmm. in a little old house right next to a bank. And I can't what was right before it, but it's right on the road out to the interstate. It's on North Main. A title loan place, I think. I think it was a title I loan place. It was title loan. Title loan, red pepper bank. I mean, mm -hmm. you can. it's got red on it, you know. Yeah. And it is first class. But it's red pepper on a green sign. Oh. Remember, remember, there <laughs> yes. was a contrast there. But oh, the wait, the wait staff, the hostess, the food, exquisite, exquisite. Yeah, it really was. So, I, we encourage all of you. Yeah. To, we like uh, to treat ourselves to good food on our uh, absolutely, absolutely, beginning, ending, whatever. So, absolutely, it's all about the journey, not necessarily just the destination. Although you always have one, and, and we certainly enjoyed. Mm -hmm. uh, the plantation, the McLeod plantation. Uh, recommend it for those of you who are interested in history or those of you who just like to see a beautiful place mm -hmm. that's been restored to some extent. Yep. Um, it's part of who we are in right, South Carolina. It is. And it was fun telling stories to the people from Boston about. Oh, yes, they because they kept asking. They're like, "Really, really?" Yes. You know? They kept looking. And then, then they they said, "Oh, we we enjoyed listening to your stories." Yes, they did. And then I told them how much Woody and I enjoyed the Red Sox stadium. There you go. So we yeah. we always always talk, always talk with fellow travelers. So, mm -hmm. well, what can we say? It was a great trip. Yes, it was. We look forward to hearing about your off-the-eye trips. If you have an idea for one that you would like for us to take, or if you'd like to go along with us, give me a call at 924-1717. We might take you up on it, right, I, Susan? I think so, absolutely. There you go. Keep so, traveling, folks. Keep traveling.